Welcome to my mommy's podcast. Do you love the taste and the benefits of bone broth, but don't love how time-consuming it is to make? With the time you spend sourcing the best ingredients and then simmering it for hours on end on the stove, Kettle and Fire solves that problem with their bone broth. So they use only bones from 100% grass-fed pasture-raised cattle that are never given hormones and antibiotics. It's also unique because they focus on bones that are especially high in collagen, which is one of the healthiest things you can put in your body. Another great thing about them is they use really eco-friendly minimal packaging and their bone broth is non-perishable. So unlike many bone broths on the market, it ships without the need for refrigeration, which is also much more eco-friendly. It is available in many stores, so definitely check your local area. But if it's not, like it isn't for me, you can order it online and have it shipped to your door, which is what I do. So to check it out and to find out more about why their bone broth is so wonderful, go to kettleandfire.com forward slash wellness mama. This episode is sponsored by Plant Therapy. There are so many options out there when it comes to essential oils, and I've used a lot of them over the years. Now I most often turn to Plant Therapy because they have a large assortment of organic oils and a whole lot of kid-safe blends, and they also have really good prices. The cool thing is their oils have no additives or synthetic ingredients like a lot of oils do, and they publish their testing results for all of their oils so you can verify the quality. I've talked a lot about the safe use of essential oils, and their KidSafe blends are formulated by Robert Tisserand, who is largely considered one of the foremost experts in essential oil safety, so I feel like I can trust him. If you want to check them out, especially right now, they're running some big sales that are changing daily. Go to wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash oils to get all the current discounts. Welcome to the Healthy Mamas podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and I am really excited for today's interview. It's going to be fun, and it's going to be a new topic for probably a lot of listeners. I'm talking to Dr. Craig Conover, who's the founder of Fast Vitamin IV, which is the only patent-pending performance medicine IV that delivers vitamins, minerals, and amino acids into your bloodstream. And here's the best part. It's in 60 seconds or less. I've done nutrient IVs in the past, but a lot of them take an hour or more. So his um, system is very, very quick. Since graduating from Brown University and Jefferson Medical College, he has specialized in the cutting edge of natural medicine. I've met Dr. Conover personally, and he's an amazing doctor and an amazing person. So several years ago, he noticed there was a growing trend of these nutrient IV drips, and he performed these for, for professional athletes and for his patients. But he noticed while they were delivering results, he thought no one should have to wait that long to get the results, and there had to be a faster way. And thus, Fast Vitamin IV was born, and I've gotten a chance to try it, so I'm excited to chat with him today. So, Dr. Craig, welcome. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. So, like I said, I've been interested in the idea of nutrient IVs for several years since I actually received one first at my doctor's office, and I noticed the results. And for me personally, I have some gene mutations that make it really hard to absorb certain nutrients correctly, and the IVs are a great way to kind of bypass that. And of course, this is an area you're really knowledgeable about. So, for anyone who's not familiar, can you explain what a nutrient IV is and why people use them? Sure. So most people are familiar with with IV fluids when they get sick or they have a gastroenteritis. People oftentimes look at a bag of fluid, which is either water or saline. And a nutrient IV is trying to be proactive instead of just adding you know, water or saline to the system, to the body, nutrients are added to that fluid. So they'll be different commonly vitamins and minerals added so those nutrients can drip in and it's different than you know someone being really sick and just needing to be rehydrated it's they're going to get in the terms of the nutrient iv they're going to get those nutrients in intravenously 
and for for most people it's pretty profound because you know as you mentioned it's it's hard to assimilate nutrients for any of us and when we you know we estimate that when we eat food and we take oral supplements we only get about 20% of those nutrients absorbed yeah that's a pretty staggering amount especially you hear all the statistics about with declining soil quality and all the overspraying of crops where actually it's impossible to actually eat the same amount of food and get the same amount of nutrients that like, for instance, our grandparents did. Um, so it's like one of those things that's sad that we actually have to turn to it, but also great that there are solutions like this. Um, so who, who do you think benefits or who can benefit from nutrient IVs in general? I know I mentioned professional athletes, but you've worked with all kinds of people on this. I do. Right. And so, right. It's worth pointing out, right. So soil studies over the last several years, um, they parallel the rise of um, chronic disease. So the lack of uh, minerals and elements in the soil um, is greatly attributed to chronic disease, just as you pointed out. And I agree, if it's it's one of these things, but it's a shame we have to rely on, on using something like a nutrient IV. You know, I, I think almost anybody can benefit um, commonly. So what's most, the, the most common populations of people who do nutrient IVs, you know, they become very popular with the hangover crowd because people say, oh, you know, if I'm abusing my body without support by getting these IVs, there's not a lot of truth to that, but that's what people think. Um, but, you know, people who are tired, people who certainly have any gastrointestinal disorders, malabsorption, um, any of those type of disorders, chronic fatigue, any hormonal imbalance, you know, all of our hormones are dictated in a sense by certain nutrients. And it's a complex network that involves lots of hormones, lots of nutrients. You know, from my lens of the world, everything comes down to biochemistry. So if you're missing some of these key nutrients, which could be vitamins, could be minerals, amino acids, then you don't have the tools to do all the things. So they really apply really across many types of diseases or types of populations. And, you know, really for anyone who's interested in, in changing how they feel quickly, I mean, I think that's the best part about them is that um, because when you do a nutrient IV, you're getting 100% absorption of nutrients, um, you can feel better very quickly. So that's a really neat effect. Yeah, for sure. Because even with, so we talked about food and the low absorption rate, and that typically applies to most supplements as well, right, that are taken orally? Yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I, the, the principle of supplements is, right, the name applies it. It's a supplement to your diet, right? It's supposed to give you what you can't get through eating. But the problem is, you know, as I'm sure your listeners know, number one, supplement quality varies greatly across different supplement brands. And unless you're purchasing a supplement that's high quality, you're likely going to get a supplement that may have fillers or contaminants or may not be tested. So that's number one. But number two, even when you take a high quality oral supplement, you're only going to be able to absorb, like I said, about 20% of those nutrients. And, and the way I think about that is if you were to go and take a $100 bill to the bank to cash it, and they, you know, a $100 check, they would give you, you know, you'd say, that's not fair. I brought you $100. I should get $100 back. And that's kind of how it is when we're eating and taking oral supplements, is we think, oh, we're going to get this great return, but we don't. And so that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. So I want to definitely go deeper on the IVs. But first, I'd love to hear more about your story, because you have um, Primary Plus Organic Medicine, which is a clinic in South Carolina. And I'd love to hear how you got into natural medicine to begin with. And then especially from there, how did you get into IV therapies? Sure. So I've, I've always been somewhat naturally minded, thinking outside the box. You know, I was 
um, traditional training through residency. I, I did family medicine, um, which I like because I like building relationships with people. And then once I finished my my residency here in Charleston, South Carolina, I opened my own practice um, because I wanted to do things differently. You know, working with people and, and you get to a point, I mean, I got to it early um, in my career is that, you know, I'm writing prescriptions because certainly, you know, traditional medical training is all based on the pharmaceutical model, which is we are taught that when a patient comes in complaining of a symptom that there's one or multiple medicines that will fix the problem. The reality is, though, is that that's not true. Uh, and, you know, once you start realizing that as a doctor, you're just managing the medicines instead of helping the patient, that that's even worse. And so um, that got me thinking that there's something else um, that that can be done to help patients. Yeah. Another reason, I think more of a more personal reason is my daughter was born and she had colic. And so she was crying a lot, took her to the pediatrician and was told, oh, don't worry about it. She'll get over it in a few months. And I was thinking, well, that's, you know, that's not really good advice. If she was an adult, you wouldn't just say, you know, suck it up. We'll see you in a few months. It's only because she can't really talk for herself. So that caused me to want to look outside the box and say, what else is out there? And, and you know what I learned? And I think um, what probably a lot of your listeners know is, you know, this thing we call health, there's so many tools available and there's so many options. And unfortunately with medicine, especially traditional medicine, we have, excuse me, we have taken those tools and say, none of them matter because now we have prescriptions and prescriptions matter more than anything. There's certainly a time and place for prescription medicine, but there are so many other options, one that are natural and safe that have been time tested over years and generations that work and work better. And so once I started you know, opening that box to get outside of conventional medicine, it was very, very easy for me to think differently and want to approach how I work with patients differently and want, wanting really just to be able to offer different options. And uh, so from there, you know, one of those options that I learned early on was nutrient IVs. You know, again, instead of being reactive and just waiting for people to be sick, my approach is let's be proactive and help people be, you know, healthy. And so using nutrient IVs proactively is something that early on I aligned to because it was, again, it works, but also works quickly. And one interesting thing about health and wellness, and especially with conventional medicine, is that to forget or neglect that for most patients, number one, they just want to feel better. And so uh, just giving out all these medicines is not solving that problem. But you give a patient a nutrient IV, very quickly do they feel better. So that's kind of how I got into it. What are, as a family doctor, what are some of the, the problems that you're seeing the most in patients in, today, in today's world and what seems to be on the rise? So there's a couple. I mean, I think as a whole, I mean, there, there's a there's a couple that I that I see come back time and time again. Number one, I think there's this concept of for patients that you know being healthy is easy, and so that you know just to to look good and feel good, it, it should just come easily. It's it's difficult because we don't live a hundred years ago where we could eat really high quality dense nutrients easily by just you know, how we could, you know, kill our own food or if we're eating animals or we could grow our own food if we're eating vegetables and fruits. We can't do that anymore. And, and so one of the biggest things is that 
people have this sense that health should come easy and then they don't want to take care of themselves because taking care of themselves takes a lot of time and energy and even expense, right? Because you're really selective about what you eat. You have to make time to exercise. You also have to make time and practice healthy thoughts. And, you know, that alone, the, the healthy thoughts is really lacking by most people. Um, and I think some of that, if I had to say what is the biggest challenge for people these days, it's really this digital technology and people getting lost in knowing how to communicate and not having downtime and not knowing how to be contemplative in their life. And that's a huge problem. And and that, I think, is tied into, you know, some self-responsibility, personal responsibility for really wanting to make yourself feel better. And I think what I see more and more I generally see patients who have complicated medical problems, who have seen five or six doctors who are frustrated. Um, and the doctors really don't know what to do with these patients because, you know, the doctors, again, only have one tool or so in their toolbox, which is pharmaceuticals. And what the patients want is just to feel better and understand what's going on with them. And uh, so a lot of it is, you know, hormonal imbalances for women. Um, low thyroid function has become an epidemic. I think that is. Uh, due to nutritional issues, toxicity issues in the environment where, you know, we have a lot of uh, soy, people consume a lot of soy, we're exposed to things like mercury and heavy metals, our, our soil is replete with, you know, bad things versus, you know, healthy minerals and um, so we don't get enough selenium, we don't get enough vitamins and certainly for, for women, I think it's, it's low thyroid has taken over and from my experience, low thyroid then contributes the thyroid hormone seems to be the linchpin for other hormones to work. And so, you know, what do I see a lot? I see a lot of people with um, poor nutrient assimilation, so low, you know, bad nutrition, um, and then hormonal imbalances. I mean, those are the two biggest things. Um, and people, unfortunately, most people don't want to take the time to sort that out, eat well, exercise, think positive thoughts. And so they end up on multiple prescription medicines, which actually sets them back further than helping them move farther along. I love that you said that about people's mindset and community and the interaction of technology. I've seen a lot of um, both articles and studies recently talking about how we really aren't, they don't totally understand yet how we're even um, going to adapt to this whole social media world where it's like a fake community, um, but it doesn't have the same benefits. And I've seen the studies that show that both women and men who have close groups of friends and good community live longer. And there's a definite aspect there, the mindset aspect. And I think you're right in today's world, it's easy to ignore that part. So, and a lot of people do. It's a hard thing that you have to really pay attention to and be intentional with. Yeah. I mean, you have to be deliberate to put down your phone and to be able to engage in some sort of contemplative um, exercise. I, I mean, I saw a patient yesterday, this gentleman who's in his early forties, who's busy working a lot. And, uh, you know, I do a lot of specialty lab testing and his cortisol was low. His stress hormone was really low. And he's like, well, why is that? You know, I, I exercise a lot. And, and I asked him, I said, I, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to guess here that you don't take much time where you're just being and you, and you're engaging in that contemplative side. He's like, no, I never do it. And, and I think that's a huge problem because, you know, cortisol or stress hormone, if it's not, if you don't pay attention to that, that that ultimately catches up with people. Behaviorally, we all have the option of, you know, again, engaging in some sort of contemplative exercise. You know, a lot has talked about meditation, but prayer, 
listening to music, journaling, something where it's quiet, you're not using technology, but you're going inward, um, I think is vitally important. And I think it's going to actually be the biggest challenges for families with children, you know, being able to tell those kids to that you have to have some limits for when they're using phones and iPads and video games. And it's not so much that the onset of the invisible waves, it's literally that we don't take time to just be. And I think that's a huge problem. I agree. And like you said, especially with kids, I feel like my childhood was pretty much lived outside. My mom would, we'd finish school. She'd send us out and be like, don't come until dark. And right. kids these days don't do that. I know. It's crazy. I totally agree. I have conversations with people about that same topic all the time because now kids come home and they're just on the, again, they're on their phones or on video games. They don't get outside. They don't experience this natural world we live in. Um, and that certainly then attributes to things like, you know, more allergies and more autoimmune disease. It, it certainly goes hand in hand. So for sure. And I think you also hit the nail on the head with a lot of people just assume that health should be easy these days because for most of history, it was like our grandparents pretty much stayed relatively healthy and thin a lot of their lives until I feel like the disease really start hit their generation as they got older. Um, but I think you're right. People don't want to put the work in the hard work in and it is hard work. And I think there's also this perception that it, we should be able to get everything from food. I get that, that pushback a lot on my blog even is, well, why do we need supplements? Because we should just get everything from food. And I'm, I would guess you might hear that same thing about the IVs. Like, why do we need IVs? We should just get it all from food. Um, but like you said, there is we're having deficiencies in a, a rate that's not happened before in history. So um, let's go back to IVs and go deeper. Like what what specifically can they provide that food doesn't? Well, again, so if you if you look at it from a biochemical stance, um, if you break down nutrition first, right? Nutrition, we have macronutrients and micronutrients. Macronutrients are carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And then, then we have the micronutrients, which are going to be the vitamins and minerals per se elements. And uh, they're, they're both important. And so, um, but anything we eat ha is, is a macronutrient that gets broken down into further smaller molecules, you know, ultimately to individual nutrients. So protein, you're going to break that down into different amino acids. And those different amino acids do several different things in the body. Number one, they help build neurotransmitters in your brain. So an easy example is serotonin, the social neurotransmitter um, that comes directly from tryptophan. Well, tryptophan is in all protein sources, and unless you're eating a sufficient supply of protein, you can't get enough tryptophan. And if you can't get enough tryptophan, you can't make enough serotonin. Um, it's pretty linear. And so if you can't make enough serotonin, well, then that's going to leave people not feeling well, and that tends to lead, you know, manifest with anxiety, depression, OCD. And that all goes back to a nutrient, tryptophan, um, which people are not assimilating well. And so when we take a supplement, we can be more, we can take those individual nutrients. You know, you can take tryptophan as a supplement, and you're getting a higher dose because it's very concentrated. And that allows us to you know, get that nutrient in, um, in a way that we can then restore or, or restock those, you know, making serotonin goes to, into serotonin first and foremost. When we then take it a step further, if we know that number one, we're not absorbing oral nutrients well. Um, so we have to then make up for it with supplements, but then the problem is, is we don't absorb a lot of oral supplements well. Well, then the next step is, well, how else do we get these nutrients in? And a great way is to get them intravenously. And so 
the intravenous nutrients can be from a wide varieties of including tryptophan amino acids to vitamins and minerals. Um, the one area of vitamins that we can't really get intravenously is the is the fat-soluble vitamins, so vitamins A, D, E, and K. In general, those, that has to come from food we eat or supplements. But you know, very basically, the IV nutrients are the same things we'd be getting from food, but you know, as we know through studies and time, we're just not getting those. And people say, oh, well, we, we definitely are getting all the same nutrients from food. Well, then why are so many people you know, sick, overweight, tired, and depressed? Like if it's working, then why do we have a society of adults who, you know, greater than 50% are on more than one pharmaceutical medicine. Like that's not normal. And, but, but we've assumed it's normal because that's the only thing we know. So it's a problem. Yeah, definitely not normal. So I want to touch on the fat soluble vitamins before we move on from that. Um, so those typically, at least it seems like people are able to absorb more easily from food. Is there a different mechanism by which they're absorbed? And like, obviously vitamin D can be absorbed or created on the skin through the sun. Uh, but how can people make sure they're getting those since those are not ones they can really get from an IV? Yeah, I think, but I, I think it's tough to get the fat soluble nutrients. And I think actually that is, is a big problem. So vitamin D certainly has gotten a lot of press because we assumed that we will take the sun ray vitamin D in our skin to active vitamin D in our bloodstream. And actually that assumption was wrong. And that's why, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of adults are vitamin D deficient. And when I say deficient, I don't mean... At, you know, there's a range between 30 and 100 is the level. When we talk about, you know, deficiencies, I look for people to be optimal. And there's several studies that support, you know, a vitamin D level of 70 or greater um, as being optimal. And by optimal, it means um, we're preventing diabetes, helping with normal weight, preventing heart disease, preventing cancer. So, so many things come from just vitamin D alone. But what's interesting is with the fat-soluble vitamins is they all have to work together. And, and probably what will get more press to have sufficient vitamin A for there to be normal vitamin D metabolism. And then we think that vitamin K, the, the fat-soluble vitamin K is vitamin K2, is needed to then regulate um, both vitamin D and vitamin A. Um, and so it's hard. I agree with you that we, we, we can assimilate fat-soluble vitamins better. I don't know if we can simulate them better, but they, they store in our fat. So when we intake those fat-soluble vitamins from, you know, fatty fish, um, fish oil, coconut oil, olive oil, different, you know, um, whole fat dairy, we are able to store those vitamins as opposed to the water-soluble vitamins, which we can't store. And so I, I think I'm not 100% sure that we assimilate them better, but we're able to store them. So I think if that makes sense. That does. So then back to the amino acids and the other types of vitamins. I feel like you, from talking to you before, you do IVs a little differently than a lot of people do as far as um, until I met you, I was getting only IVs that had um, glutathione or vitamin C or B vitamins. So talk about like why those would be in an IV and then also like what you add that's different than that. Sure. So, you know, the way I look at vitamin IVs or nutrient IVs is that number one, we want nutrients that you know, are synergistic that work well together. And so taking something like glutathione, which is our powerful antioxidant, um, glutathione though breaks down quickly. So we don't want to mix glutathione with anything else. And because it will, it will break down quickly as a, also on that note, because glutathione breaks down quickly, we want to give it as a push. So we want to, you know, you take it out of the vial, 
you want to push it into the vein because you don't want it sitting out in the light. It will break down quickly and, and it really won't be glutathione anymore. So when people use glutathione in a bag and let it drip in, that's, you know, you know, if you just follow the science, that's not the way it should be done. Same thing, vitamin C breaks down very quickly. And so vitamin C has to, you know, the other thing about vitamin C is it has high osmolarity. And so what osmolarity is, is every nutrient has this number called osmolarity, which is basically how thick or how big it is when it disperses in a solution. Well, vitamin C has one of the highest osmolarities, meaning it's very thick. It's actually like syrup. So when you get vitamin C, it only works if you dilute it and you ha and it only works actually if you get very large doses. Um, and so when people get different nutrient IVs in general, some mistakes I see being made is one, they'll add glutathione to the bag, that's incorrect, or two, they'll only add a little bit of vitamin C and say, yeah, we put some vitamin C in there. And vitamin C, when it, when it works, it has to be significant. We're talking 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 milligrams at a time. And, and that's just a different type of IV. So most people who use vitamin IVs use some type of B vitamins um, and then some minerals with it. The thing I see missing though is the amino acids. Um, and there's a, there's a plethora of amino acids. Again, amino acids come, you know, make up protein and amino acids are responsible for solid structure. So muscle, ligaments, cartilage, as well as neurotransmitters in the brain. So they really help our nervous system. And I like using amino acids a lot because I think they make a tremendous amount of difference in how people feel and helping to kind of build people from the inside out. And I'm talking about things like acetyl-L-carnitine, glutamine. Um, again, I talked about tryptophan earlier, tyrosine. Um, there's a whole host of amino acids that work very well. And for some reason, you know, a lot of people who do nutrient IVs don't include these amino acids like they could be. That makes sense. So you mentioned the serotonin connection to tryptophan, and I've seen a lot of research on glutamine in the gut. Um, what other things do these amino acids do in the body? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, glutamine is wonderful for, for building or restoring the gut lining, and glutamine may be the most important amino acid to regulate uh, muscle growth or synthesis. Um, that's probably debatable in terms of uh, an, another set of amino acids are called the branch chain amino acids, which is leucine, isoleucine, and valine. Of the three, leucine seems to be the, um, the best of the bunch. And research shows that leucine may be um, the key amino acid that's needed for muscle growth. And this is why um, people who work out a lot, they use these protein powders after they work out. There, there's recovery drinks. Um, tend to have a lot of branched chain amino acids and tend to have a lot of glutamine because you want to supply those muscles with that key nutrient after you've stressed the muscle from working out, lifting weights, whatever. You want to supply those nutrients to help build it and grow. Um, but we can use those same nutrients intravenously uh, and, it, and it works quite well. And, uh, you know, people, again, are familiar with taking protein powder, um, but these but we can do the same thing intravenously. I just think people haven't used them as much. I don't know why, um, but I use them with my patients in RVs, and they're very successful in helping people achieve a lot of health goals. So are the absorption rates different? Um, like vitamins are absorbed obviously more easily in an IV. Is the same true for these amino acids? Yeah, I mean, again, you know, each, each amino acid is going to have its own osmolarity, and they do have different pharmacokinetics in terms of how long they stay in the system and how well they're absorbed. As a whole, though, 
any sort of nutrient that you give intravenously, whether it be vitamin, mineral, amino acid, is going to be absorbed at a very high percentage uh, compared to any other route. And so the question then is, okay, if we're getting these nutrients in, then how long do they last while they're in the system? And that brings up the question of, you know, how often should people be doing any sort of nutrient IVs? Um, because, again, when we do these nutrient IVs, it's only water-soluble nutrients, so we can't store them. Um, the ones we use with fast vitamin IV have a lot of amino acids, again, but they're not going to last that long. And so really for people to get benefit from nutrient IVs, you need to be doing them regularly. Um, and for most people, regularly is once to twice a week. And is that perpetually or is there like an acute phase where people are needing them more often and then once their body kind of is able to get back to a good level, are they do they do them less often? What's your typical protocol? It's a good question. And, and so, you know, in terms of, you know, how long do people need to do this? And it's a hard question to answer because uh, we're, we're, we're faced with the dilemma that as a society, you know, we're bringing more and more toxic things in the environment, which makes it much more difficult for us to assimilate nutrients. At the same time, we're stressed out more than ever, uh, than we've ever been. And so as a whole, our health is just seems to be declining. And so it's, it's more of a struggle to be healthier. Uh, and, and in that context, then, you know, doing a nutrient IV, which allows you, uh, you know, to get very rapid and, and high percentages of these nutrients um, and doing that on a regular basis. Yeah, I mean, you can do that indefinitely. And, and my patients who have been doing that for years and years um, have the best health. Now, those people probably it's not just the IVs, right? I mean, if you have the attitude and approach that you're going to be very proactive about your health and you're going to get a nutrient IV every week or sometimes twice a week, you're you're also doing other things as part of your health, right? You're thinking good thoughts, you're eating well, you're exercising because you take your health seriously. And so, you know, the nutrient IVs are not going to be the only tool in the toolbox. They're not going to be a silver bullet, but they are a very powerful way to get nutrients in quickly and regularly in a way that you can't any other method. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they can be used perpetually. And I would argue that that's a good thing because when you, again, I, I tend to see the world from this biochemical lens, like everything is biochemistry when you break it down. Well, well when you're always replenishing um, the fuel and the nutrients in your system, then you're always giving yourself the best chance. Okay, I definitely agree. So I want to talk on the practical level now and have you kind of explain the process. So from my own experience, I had had regular nutrient IVs in the past, which were it looked like a normal IV. You sit there for about an hour and you just feel the fluid going in, but there's no kind of dramatic or noticeable effect except for maybe some energy afterwards. And with yours, you kind of prepared me ahead of time, but it was wild. It was like you taste it for a second and then you feel like this really like a warmth in your body that kind of, I guess it is going with your bloodstream because you feel it like in your head and then all the way down to your feet. And then you feel a little lightheaded or at least I did. So explain like what that process is and why are people feeling like that as their bodies assimilating these things? Sure. So, so in the fast vitamin IVs, which, which took, you know, years and years to develop and tested on thousands and thousands of patients, um, I was seeking to find something that would work um, one, quickly, and two, that, that work powerfully so people would really get a benefit. And so what I learned is that um, there's a couple key nutrients that will provide that effect to help get, get the nutrients in. So one of those nutrients is magnesium. And so in every fast vitamin IV, um, we use a lot of magnesium, and we also use a lot of niacinamide, 
and people are familiar with niacin as like the niacin flush. Um, both of those, magnesium and niacin, are, are vasodilators, meaning they open up the blood vessels. And so, you know, when you again, when you give it intravenously, um, you're going to open up those blood vessels quickly. So what we learned about the fast vitamin IV is that uh, while I was developing this is I have found through, again, doing a, a ton of these with patients is the faster we're able to get these nutrients in, the faster and better the result. And by faster, I really mean fast. And so we push these um, in 60 seconds or less. And, and that is where we see the benefit. This is quite, quite different than um, when we do a drip IV that slowly drips in, you know, taking 30, 60, 90 minutes. And what I found is, and what I speculate, is that when we get all these nutrients in quickly into the bloodstream, we're actually really helping to push those nutrients into the cells and muscles. And that's the effect. And so we get this vasodilating effect from the magnesium and niacin where we open up the blood vessels and then we get all of those nutrients in and we're, all of that blood is circulated around your body very quickly. So you get that immediate burst or we call the fast push effect where the lights go on. And then for most people, that's going to last somewhere between three and seven days. Now, what's interesting then is, and this certainly wasn't intentional, but because we found that we're able to get better results when we push the nutrients in in 60 seconds or less, we also found then that people are able to do it on a regular basis because we're only taking three minutes out of their day. Um, they can, they can commit to that once a week or twice a week, as opposed to, you know, doing a regular nutrient IV where you're sitting there for an hour, two hours at a time, which again, the trend in society is we're running out of time. Um, and so it works really well because one, you get the, the boost effect, but two, you can do it regularly. And when you do it regularly, that's when you get the most benefit. Gotcha. So I'm sure people may be wondering if where they can find these and how they can find access to them. And unlike a supplement that you can buy on Amazon, there's a little bit more of a barrier to entry, I would guess, and someone has to actually give an IV. So talk about where people can find these and how do they find a location? Yeah, it, it's true. It is a bit of barrier to entry. So even though the fast vitamin IV is only 30 cc's and it takes a minute or less. It still has to be administered by a nurse um, who is going to do it, stick the needle in the vein. And, and while we don't insert a, an IV catheter and let that needle stay there, we hold it in place for a very short amount of time. This is not something that you can do to yourself. This isn't just like a B12 shot where people can just get B12 and have someone give it to them. And so it's it's a you're right. It's a little bit more difficult. Um, to get this. So what we've done as a company, um, we currently sell to different clinics around the country. And then as of this week, we are in New York City uh, um, opening up the direct-to-consumer model where people in New York City can order the fast vitamin IVs and a nurse, our, part of our mobile nursing network, will come give it to them. Um, all of this is listed on our website. And, and what we encourage people to do is you know, even if you're living in a place where there isn't the fast vitamin IV is located yet, please reach out to us. And that information is on our website because we will help you find someone to administer the fast vitamin IV because we're going to grow. And our goal is to be able to administer this to many people across the country as we can. One, because we've seen such amazing benefits. And two, um, when you get those amazing benefits, people really feel better. And when they feel better in a short amount of time, they're, they're able to do so much more with their day and their life and, and they provide more meaning for themselves. 
Absolutely. I know for me from the original nutrient IVs and then especially now from the fast vitamin IVs, I feel like it's even helped my thyroid quite a bit. That's been my long-term health struggle and it really is helping. And I know um, from when we talked before, people, if uh, they're, for instance, their doctor is open to it, their doctor can reach out to you. Like any doctor can reach out to you and order these, correct? And then give them to patients in office? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So we, again, we, we, what, what another differentiating factor between our fast vitamin IVs and other IVs is we get all of our made, all of our vials made at what's called a 503B outsourcing facility. And so this means they're all tested at the highest level of stability and sterility. And that means also though, that they're they're shipped and packaged and they're easy to use. There's no mixing in the back of an office or back of a van, it's all ready to go. And so as such, we are able to ship them to doctors all across the country for patients to be able to you know, participate in that. Gotcha, so that's an easy way if someone um, maybe is listening and thinking this would really help them, they can see if their doctor can reach out to you. And of course, the link will be in the show notes of how to get your doctor in touch with you. Do you love the taste and the benefits of bone broth, but don't love how time-consuming it is to make? With the time you spend sourcing the best ingredients and then simmering it for hours on end on the stove? Kettle and Fire solves that problem with their bone broth. So they use only bones from 100% grass-fed pasture-raised cattle that are never given hormones and antibiotics. It's also unique because they focus on bones that are especially high in collagen, which is one of the healthiest things you can put in your body. Another great thing about them is they use really eco-friendly minimal packaging and their bone broth is non-perishable. So unlike many bone broths on the market, it ships without the need for refrigeration, which is also much more eco-friendly. It is available in many stores, so definitely check your local area. But if it's not, like it isn't for me, you can order it online and have it shipped to your door, which is what I do. So to check it out and to find out more about why their bone broth is so wonderful, go to kettleandfire.com forward slash wellness mama. This episode is sponsored by Plant Therapy. There are so many options out there when it comes to essential oils, and I've used a lot of them over the years. Now I most often turn to Plant Therapy because they have a large assortment of organic oils and a whole lot of kid-safe blends, and they also have really good prices. The cool thing is their oils have no additives or synthetic ingredients like a lot of oils do, and they publish their testing results for all of their oils so you can verify the quality. I've talked a lot about the safe use of essential oils, and their KidSafe blends are formulated by Robert Tisserand, who's largely considered one of the foremost experts in essential oil safety, so I feel like I can trust him. If you want to check them out, especially right now, they're running some big sales that are changing daily. Go to wellnessmama.com forward slash go forward slash oils to get all the current discounts. Uh, do you think that it's reasonable to hope that at some point in the future, things like this will be actually integrated into healthcare or at least be like widely available? I hope so. I, I think the trend is that people are recognizing, uh, you know, we're still talking about a minority of people who believe that they can personally affect their health with natural means and not have to go down just the traditional medical model of using pharmaceuticals and relying on that. So, you know, as a whole, though, that number, that minority is growing into a much larger population as people understand, one, that they can feel empowered to really take control of their health. Number two, that there's so many other tools um, that are outside the pharmaceuticals that work and can work better. And, and then number three, you know, these vitamin IVs are becoming more and more popular. Again, they're becoming more and more popular because people are doing them for hangovers, but nonetheless, people are, the word is spreading. And so, 
yes, I, I hope, and, and it's our goal, that we can really supply these to people all over the country and then can do them on a regular basis and see that it's very quick and easy to kind of propel their health in a very positive and even fun way. Um, the, the fast push effect, which you described earlier, that you felt with the warmth and um, feeling dizzy, uh, it's a, most people really like that feeling. I mean, it's a really a neat feeling because very few things that we take, whether it be a supplement or food or even a pharmaceutical, cause us to feel something in that moment. And that's one thing I like about it is when people get this fast push effect, it causes you just to be in the moment. And when you're in the moment, you're that's where you're living life. And so I think it works really well on several levels. And yeah, it's our hope that we can really spread this as, to, to as many people as possible. Yeah, for sure. And a question I love to ask, especially of doctors who are health minded and who are themselves working to be very healthy. Um, obviously, I'm sure the fast vitamin IVs are part of your routine normally, but also what other things do you do? Do you feel like that are kind of needle movers for your health or that are part of your routine, whether daily or weekly? That's a good question. You know, for me, I, I strive to have balance. Uh, it's very important for me, uh, even though I'm very busy at work to have downtime. Like I just think that I, I, I put emphasis on that. Um, I make sure that uh, I'm reading uh, a lot. I like to read, and I think that's a very contemplative thing to do. So I like to read. I like to have downtime, um, and and I think that's a very important part of my schedule, daily, weekly, monthly. Um, certainly, I do all the right things in terms of I exercise regularly. Um, I also am a big believer uh, in eating a lot of uh, protein and fat. Um, you know, probably I think fat is the most misunderstood macronutrient and, and, you know, like I'm one who I love coffee, but I use a lot of butter and heavy whipping cream in my coffee. I'm a big believer in, in eating as much fat as possible. And I think that that helps me feel good, um, most of the time. Um, and I, for me also, I just try to keep things simple. I think life is, uh, speeding up at a pace and again, we're, we're challenged with digital technology to keep up. And, and if you're able to take a step back and just simplify things in your life and, and focus on, you know, what really matters and then lots of good things happen. You know, one of the things I tell my patients is, you know, we get in life what we focus on. And the problem is most people focus on the wrong things. And so if you just take that point and you just focus on what you want and, and don't focus on the negative, it, it, it can be life changing. Yeah, I love that for sure. And a question I love to ask toward the end is, what are three things that people don't know or understand about your area of expertise? You have a very specific area of expertise and you work with a lot of patients. So what are three things people misunderstand about that and what would you tell them? Well, number one is that, you know, building a product like Fast Vitamin IV takes a lot of time. Um, we didn't just um, come up with some protocol uh, overnight that we, you know, you know, use every day. It, it has taken years and years and years to get to this point. And I think, you know, the foundation for that starts with being open-minded and uh, accepting that, you know, nutrients, um, biochemistry really matter. So all these things I learned in terms of at college and in medical school and biochemistry and organic chemistry come back into play and it all kind of builds upon each other. And, and it takes a long time to build something like uh, a fast vitamin IV, like it's this innovative vitamin IV that's totally different than everything else, um, any other vitamin IV out there. 
And so that that would be the, um, the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is that, you know, what, what I enjoy about what I do in practice is that I get to work with patients and I get to, you know, help them when things don't always go well. And, you know, I think a trend now with social media and the internet is you have these doctors or healthcare providers who get to, you know, they get to promote products, but they don't really understand how things work. And I can totally say that, you know, I do the work in the trenches and see lots of patients every day. And I've done that for years and years and years. And that has put me in a position where I'm very comfortable when things go wrong as well as right. And I remember one of the first things I learned in medical school was this, um, pediatrician gave a talk and he said, you know, the job of you is going through medical school and becoming a doctor is learning who is really sick and who isn't. And I think there, that's a really key point because um, there, there are a lot of really sick people, unfortunately. And, and I think as a doctor, it's really important to be able to work with those people and, and be able to help people with complicated issues that don't always, you know, are, are not easy fixes, so to speak. And so, for me, I take pride in the fact that I do this every day and it's not something that I can just um, look out and say, well, and just give advice. Like I have to deal with the consequences when things don't go well. And that's and that's a lot. Right. Because everyone's an individual. And that leads me to my third point is that, you know, my my view on health is different because I really think that we need to get away from this generic. You know, everything's the same for everyone. Kind of the robotic way um, that, you know, generic pharmaceutical medicine is pushed is everyone's an individual. Um, and, and, and as such, we have to understand everyone's story from their point of view. And that's very challenging and very difficult to do. Um, and I think it's why a lot of people struggle to make health progress is because we've all got different, you know, genes, we've all got a different backstory and we all come into this, um, from different angles. And if we can all just appreciate that and hopefully understand that better, then I think we can make a difference in a faster way. That's beautiful. I love it. And I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, so where can they find you both online and in real life? And also where can they find vitamin IVs? Yeah. I mean, so the website fastvitaminiv.com, uh, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, where it's beautiful here most days of the year. And, uh, yeah, but Fast Vibe and IV is, is the easiest way to get a hold of, of me. Um, that's that's where I spend most of my time is, um, you know, figuring out how we're going to, you know, work with these vitamin IVs to, to get them to more people and to innovate. Um, we have three formulas out now. We have several more coming out closer to the end of the year. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. And, and I think um, one last thing I'll say is, you know, what's really neat about these fast vitamin IVs is that it puts a positive spin on people's wellness and well-being, which is very different than, you know, medicine, which just tends to be negative and fear-based. And so, yeah, if people are interested, please check out fastvitaminiv.com, and um, we look forward to hearing from you. And I'll definitely include all of those links in the show notes. And like I said, if you're in an area that's not close to where you personally are or not in New York City, um, what I'm working on doing here is getting a local doctor to, to be able to carry these. So reach out to your own doctor and you can put them in touch with Dr. Craig on through his website. So I'll, those links will all be in the show notes. Dr. Conover, thank you so much for being here. This is such a fun interview and I'm personally very grateful for your technology. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it very much. Enjoy working with you. And thanks so much to all of you for listening. I'll see you next time on the Healthy Moms Podcast. 
If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.